introduce to you uh, Joe Greeson and Holly uh, here with us. You may be seated. Excited to have uh, Joe come and share with us this morning. And if you didn't stop to take a look at the table out in the, the lobby, I'll invite you to do that when you exit today. I think you have a sign up for your newsletter out there. Awesome. So make sure you get your uh, email down there if you have not been receiving their newsletter. And uh, they're just going to share with us about ministry missions organization that they are with, uh, Send North and, by extension, Send International. They work here in Alaska and the Northern Territories of Yukon, and uh, do an incredible service to the Lord. We'll start out uh, with a video, and then Joe come and lead us and speak to us, and pray the Lord's blessing on what he's put on your heart this morning. I'm excited to hear. So uh, let me pray for that. Father, thank you for the gift of worship this morning. What a it has been to hear these voices raised in celebration of you, to, to see the work of those who, who are laboring behind the scenes in our technical crew and the sacrifice of talent and time for band and praise team bring to us. Lord, we pray for those who are not able to join us today for whatever reasons. Lord, that you would be with them as they are some resting and recreating, some are healing, some are struggling, some are just in the midst of life, and and today didn't fit into whatever was happening, and then some some still are comfortable and good at home, celebrating with us and worshiping you. Lord, we gather with them, we, we, uh, we covenant with them to worship you in this way. So thankful for the technology that you've provided in this time for the seating. Lord, I do pray uh, for Joe and for Holly and for those that they serve in these rural areas, difficult places to serve, lonely places to serve. And yet, as we'll see in this video, so much blessing that you provide in the serving. Uh, Lord, I thank you that they are. Uh, here with us this morning, that they're part of uh, the life of Christ Community Church. I love their heart to serve you, or just their humility in their service is, is inspiring to me personally. And so, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity for us to hear some behind the scenes, you know, what's on their heart, how God has called them and moved them, and what He's working in their lives now. And, and Lord, sharing the scripture about what their mission is as they minister to those that they come in contact with. Lord, I pray that you'll just bless this time of breaking the word and that it will be your voice that we hear and that you'll speak to our hearts in the unique way in which we need to hear you this morning. We know that we love you, Lord. We do thank you for this time together in Jesus' name. What I see is a people group that struggles, uh, just like all of us struggle in certain areas in our life. And in each of those situations, the Lord is the answer. And unfortunately for many villages in Alaska, there's nobody there to share with them the truth. And so what we need is people who are are called of the Lord and committed to the task to go and to to proclaim the truth, to share the gospel with those that, that need it. Sharing of the word is, is just simply relational, um, lifting up Christ, showing them that, that he's the answer, he's their need, and um, 
he's the one that, that we want to see people come to know and worship. Based my whole life, 27 years on this little pouch that was hanging there and uh, doing these rituals, there was nothing in, the, in there about love, there was nothing in there about being set free, nothing in there about my soul will be looked after, nothing. That, was, that wasn't mentioned. Even though we're, we're very remote, um, that's, that's kind of a double-edged sword because the other side of it is we are remote and that's, that's a beautiful thing on the other hand to where we can get out and we can enjoy God's creation and we can go five miles out and we don't hear traffic in the distance. In the winter, transportation is snow-go and also people use dog sled to get around and it seems like it's been used for ministry as well be able to get into the community and also just working with kids and drawing them into the sport has been really helpful as well. We are very remote. There's actually uh, one main highway that runs between Anchorage and Fairbanks. Anything west of that, there are no roads. One of the neat things about being able to fly in Alaska is the amazing beauty that we get to fly over every day. It just gives you such an appreciation for what God's created here and the beauty we get to share with other people as we fly. I was so bound up with uh, the lies of Satan. I wasn't told I was loved. I was, wasn't told I was, was uh, forgiven. I thought Jesus Christ was for, wasn't for me, you know? I was lied to, it was a big lie. The reason I'm passionate about raising up the next generation of disciple makers is uh, the Lord says in his word that the harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. And if we are not training the next generation, if we are not raising up people in our own communities to, to share the gospel with uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ with them, who will? We live pretty simple here. We have no running water. Uh, we also live in a single uh, bedroom house about 580 square feet so we'll just sleep in the living room the girls pretty much sleep in a closet the Lord just gives you a passion for the people when he wants you to do something um, he gives you a love for the people and, and a burning desire to do what he's asked you to do and it just won't go away it's it's there and keeps you going went into the world from reading until age 26 where I Dropped to my knees, repented, and cried out to the Father and told him I was sorry for everything and had a massive spiritual experience where the stars literally came alive and spelled the word hello. And Hebrew means peace and prosperity to you. Over the years, it's been neat to see how the Lord has uh, worked in people's hearts and minds and drawing, uh, drawing them closer to Him. I cried out and I said, if you're there, you know, I want to be with you, you know, and, uh, it was a very powerful moment in my life. I told Derek, I said, it was just like I was, I, it was like I was out in a boat and I could touch the shore with this hand and I could touch the shore with that hand. And when the lie was removed to me, it was removed to me, I said, I felt like I was in the middle of, middle of the ocean. He says, my father will grab your hand. And I will have your hand, and nothing can snatch you from our hand. In our years of living in the village, we had uh, villagers 
from the other villages around us that came in and asked that we could find someone to come be missionaries in their village. Uh, there's a great need yet in many of the villages around that just want someone to come and to teach them a Bible and teach them of Christ. Living in a small village, there's, there's a lot of lack of conveniences that we grew up being used to, but God has just really given us a heart for our community here, for the people here. We love, love the people, uh, we love the area, we love living here, and in spite of the challenges and difficulties, uh, we always say no matter where we are, Christ is worthy to follow, it, and He's definitely worthy to be here proclaiming the gospel. Let's see, are these things gonna stay here? There they go. Wow. Good morning. As I read Psalm 96, listen for the words nations, peoples, and all the earth. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name, tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For the gods of the peoples are worthless idols but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with justice. Let's pray. Word of God, speak. Spirit of God, change my heart. Son of God, save. Amen. Okay, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about um, how Send North, uh, what we're doing here, why we... Uh, uh, why we're here and, and what we do and how we support the people that are out there uh, doing that. And I started with Psalm 96 because um, the Old Testament uh, has a kind of a reputation. It's all about the Jews and it's all about the Hebrew people. It is, <laughs> almost all of it. 
But uh, there's an undercurrent there in the Old Testament, and uh, perhaps you see it. You see it all through the Old Testament. In fact, uh, after you see the pattern, and that's the idea that there are. Uh, yes, God is working with the Jews, and He has worked with the Jews in history. But there's unfinished business uh, in the Old Testament, and the unfinished business is um, reaching beyond. To the nations, the nations meant non-Jews. The nations meant the Gentiles, the peoples of the earth. And the idea was God was, yes, selected the Jews for special attention, for special history, for special revelation, that they would go then and be about the business of taking that blessing to the rest of the world. Even in this psalm, which was sung going into the temple as worship, it wasn't just, hey, look at us, look at how we're blessed, reminding ourselves of, of God's special choosing of us. It was God's heart is out there and uh, going out into the world. So this was fully revealed, I guess, or more specifically revealed uh, when Jesus came and, chart and made disciples, chose uh, people among the disciples, uh, all of them Jewish, and uh, then at the end said, now I want you to go into all the world and make disciples. So uh, that's what we're about. We're about uh, making disciples. We're about being disciples and making disciples. And how that's done is different uh, in different parts of the world. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Am I good? good. Uh, it, it's different in different uh, locations and different cultures. It takes a lot of different types of ministry. And uh, the GraceWorks people, I don't think, are here this morning, but uh, they're one kind of strategy. It's very effective for uh, this kind of, of ministry. There are uh, some other words I want you to <laughs> hear and uh, pay attention to that it describes kind of how Send North has uh, a unique ministry or a ministry that's, that's a little bit different and how we fit into that. Uh, I'll give you a sneak preview the, um, and look at my notes here and make sure I get them all. Um, the, three, the three phrases are uh, 60, 70 window. Tell you what that means in, in a little while and every, everything that's involved in that. Um, Incarnational outreach is another phrase that's important to understand what Sen, uh, Sen does and what we're about. And the last one is uh, initials, MKs. I'll talk a little bit about MKs and what, what that's all about. So first let me deal with the 60-70 window. No, it is not a, a one-way mirror like you see on Blue Bloods where they are uh, interviewing the suspects or whatever. No, the 60-70 window has to do with latitude. Uh, the Lord Jesus said, go into all the world, uh, not just the <laughs> easiest to reach parts of the world, but all the world. And so that includes latitudes uh, between 60 and 70 degrees. You are in the 60-70 window. Most of Alaska is, some of it is uh, farther south. Um, 
6070 window has a, it's a very unique place, a very unique part of, a part of the earth where we have taken, taken on the call to make disciple makers. And uh, it's not easy in this part of the world for many, many reasons. And you can probably think the first thing that might come to your mind is climate. <laughs> it's not easy uh, to come from more mild, uh, milder climates to come into this part of the world and make disciples. But our people do that. They face unique challenges in that. Um, that's just part of the issue, though. Uh, another another uh, difficulty is travel. You saw in the video a lot of the people, the disciple makers that we're trying to reach are not on the road system. So just to go there and, and visit them is, uh, takes uh, a lot of technology and uh, ex- expensive and often dangerous with uh, aviation programs and things like that. That has to be a part of what we do if we're going to go into this, our part of the world and reach them with the gospel. But I think one of the biggest problems that we face in, uh, in the part of the world where we are are social problems. And um, you've lived here long enough to, to realize uh, some of the social problems that face that are, uh, yes, they are part of, part of problems wherever you go on the earth, a part of human problems, but they're worse in the north for, for various reasons. Uh, one is uh, just the isolation that the villages in Alaska and Canada, remote villages, they have all of the big city problems, except for traffic. <laughs> uh, they, but all the other problems of, of a big, a large city, an inner city problem, they have with few of the resources. Not, they don't have the resources that um, big cities have. So, for example, addiction. Uh, addiction is a huge problem in, in the villages. It's almost endemic. And uh, it is uh, passed on from generation to generation. Uh, those kinds of things. Domestic violence is a huge issue in the village. Uh, unemployment is uh, a massive problem. Isolation and uh, Suicide, also another massive, massive problem to deal with in, in the villages that can be a barrier to us trying to, to communicate the light of the gospel. And people can start to say, well, this isn't for me. This isn't, uh, like Dougie said, he thought the gospel, that's not for me. It might be for somebody else out there who doesn't have these problems. It's not for me. Well, uh, So this is our task. How are we going to go about doing this? Incarnational ministries. Incarnational outreach. Incarnational, it's not um, writing the gospel on the back of a packet of seeds and giving them to people. Uh, Incarnational means you got to go there. you got to start living in the community. And uh, you've got to be there uh, through all of the uh, problems that are there, through all of the isolation, through all of the uh, uh, bad weather, uh, through all of the uh, social problems, and all of that mess. You've got to go there 
with the gospel and live there and raise your family there. Wow. Uh, as hard as it is to make disciple makers in the 6070 window, it's extra hard to do it that way. <laughs> it, it takes a lot of um, strategy and effort. It's expensive. It's time-consuming. And it takes huge commitments on the part of the people that are going there. They're not just going there on the weekends. They're not just going there uh, during the summer, summer weeks, when they have time off from work. They're going there. They're all in, <laughs> in the village. They're going to raise their kids in that village. That is an effective way to preach the gospel, to have an outreach, and let people see the love of God and the transformation that can take place in families, in individuals, uh, through the Holy Spirit as people become disciples, as people become followers of Christ. And they, they make other people followers of Christ. That's, that's the incarnational ministry we're, we're after. Wow, well, um, needless to say, those people who are out there are facing a huge task. <laughs> Very complicated, very time-consuming, very frustrating. And so uh, they could use some support in what they do. How do we, uh, as part of a member care team, encourage and support those people who are doing uh, in incarnational ministry, those people who are out there living? Uh, um, how do we encourage them? How do we encourage them to keep on going, to persevere, uh, to be revived? How do we refresh their spirits? Chocolate. Chocolate is a big part of what we do. <laughs> coffee. Coffee, yeah. Gourmet coffee. <laughs> coffee and chocolate. Okay, well, that's part of what we do. And um, not only that, but um, birthday cards. Birthday cards, somebody remembers when it's those people's birthday, <laughs> and somebody remembers their kids' names. And uh, that can be really encouraging for people. And um, if you want to see, Holly is a genius at this, at creating care packages uh, to send out to our people. And she knows just about everybody there who's in their family, what they like to get in a care package. and. Etc. I encourage you to talk to Holly afterward and just she can describe some amazing things and some unexpected things maybe that go into a care package. But uh, another thing that we can do in support of them, uh, more direct perhaps, is to pray for them. And that's part of my responsibilities within SEND is to organize prayer for people, to keep up on the prayer letters that people are sending out. What are they up against? How can we pray for them right now, this week? What are they facing next week? We can, we can support them with, with prayer. Uh, we can go visit them. Uh, and COVID has been a real challenge uh, for doing that. Uh, but um, just to go there and join them in their village and see uh, the people that are coming to know the Lord, the people that they're excited about ministering to, uh, to get a, a taste of that and to support them again in prayer and getting prayer requests and uh, supporting them in that way. 
And um, we find that even though it's, it's harder to do this, uh, to stay with them for a while overnight is very meaningful to the children in the family. You know, they have tons of people coming and going through their house all the time. <laughs> but if you are there to uh, tell them a bedtime story or something, uh, that, that, that makes you uh, aunt and uncle a lot of times. And we are that to, to a lot of M- MKs. But, well, which brings me to the issue. I think the biggest thing that Holly and I see, oh, another thing is uh, they are having to come into the big city a lot. Uh, they can't get everything, all the food that they need and have doctor's appointments and all, all the kinds of things. So they are coming in and out of Anchorage uh, quite a bit. We can help them while they're here. We can kind of be <laughs> guides. We can uh, take care of their kids while the parents have a date night, which is rare when they come to Anchorage because it's usually all business wall to wall. Um, and we can, we can help them in that way, expedite some of the shipping when their snow machine breaks down and we need snow machine parts and things like that. We can help get that out there, help facilitate uh, what they're doing. But the biggest thing has to do with uh, MKs. And an MK is not uh, a semi-automatic rifle. An MK is uh, missionary kids. So incarnationally, these people are not just um, having their kids go off to boarding school while they minister to the villages. They are raising their kids in the village. And uh, the MKs are a critical part of an incarnational ministry. They can see the way a a Christian family functions. They can see Christian parents interact with their kids. And it's it's, uh, a a nonverbal way (laughs) or a long-term way to show them what the love of Christ is like, the outreach of the love of Christ and inviting us into his family. So um, a lot of our MKs now are being uh, adopted, our adopted village kids, uh, inviting into the family. They are, almost every family is a safe shelter, uh, a safe shelter within their village for the kids who are at risk uh, and kids who are sometimes living on the street in the village. And uh, the uh, Send North Home is, is a safe shelter for that, in addition to the um, uh, adoption and foster care that many of our, our families are doing. And a lot of families are just doing that informally. They'll have kids stay with them for months at a time, just until their family can get their act together. They're trusted enough by the people in the village to do that for their kids. But um, our our, our, our MKs often have uh, unique challenges. <laughs> so this is, this is a challenge uh, to do incarnational ministry this way. And um, it's a special challenge or a special burden on the MKs, on the missionary kids. They have uh, special issues. Um, th- a lot of times um, they uh, have trust issues with people. If you want to really stump an MK, just ask them casually, where's your home? 
And a lot of times you'll get blank looks <laughs> because they have roots kind of all over back where the parents, maybe they were born uh, in the lower 48 and, and they have uh, connections in Anchorage and they have uh, connections in the village. But essentially, one of the biggest problems that NKs face is they feel like they don't belong. They feel like they don't belong. Mom and dad are up here with this mission crusade that they're doing and making all these sacrifices to be in this village. And, you know, I'm just a problem for them. <laughs> I'm, part, I'm the problem. And part of our, uh, our special interest in MKs, our special strategy, is to make them feel like they belong. They belong in Sin North. They are Sin North. They are part of that incarnational strategy. They can deal with uh, friends their age that their parents will never, uh, never reach. They're part of the deal. They're living in a family and they're undergoing sacrifice and uh, a difficulty and oftentimes rejection in the community. They're there for a reason. God has them there for a reason. And we appreciate what they do. We appreciate, we want to support them in what, what they do. So uh, that's part of, part of Holly and my heart, especially, is to encourage the MKs and um, uh, have them know that they belong. They have an aunt and uncle in Anchorage. You know, maybe their uh, biological aunts and uncles are off in the lower 48 somewhere and they see them every four years or so, but they have someone else who comes, an aunt and uncle who are, who are on their side, we're on their team. They're on our team and they're an important part of our team. And that's one of the challenges that we have to, uh, we have to do, which leads me to what we're doing next week. <laughs> uh, we won't be here next week. Uh, we're going to Saldatna and we will be running a, um, a VBS kind of program for uh, MKs. While, the M, while their parents go through special training and inviting some uh, native pastors and elders and veteran missionaries into uh, that for people who are kind of new on the field. And we get to be with the, uh, with the elementary age uh, kids while their parents are doing that in the session. So in a way, we're freeing up their parents to do uh, what they, they want to do. But more than that, uh, this is an excellent opportunity to uh, impart what we want to impart. They're part of this. They're not just uh, uh, childcare while their parents are <laughs> doing what they're doing. They're a part of this. So uh, we have that opportunity. We'll be having that opportunity to do that again. Holly is um, a wizard at crafts. And a lot of the kids can see that through crafts. We try to inter uh, do things through music and other kinds of things that, that uh, incorporate that and, and make them feel um, part of the, part of the uh, team. Uh, I should mention, too, that um, one of the reasons we're so interested in, in missionary kids is their parents um, do not feel like they're thriving in ministry unless their kids, kids are okay. No matter how much your ministry is taking off in a village, 
if they feel like their kids are struggling with this whole thing, they're not okay. They're not okay with that trade. <laughs> you know, I'll sacrifice my discipleship with my kids in order to have this uh, other, other kind of outreach. They're not okay with that. So, and, um, so uh, that's, that's another reason that we're um, especially focusing in on, on MKs, and that's another reason Holly and I um, kind, of, kind of focus in on that. We can draw alongside the parents and help them. And I would ask you to pray for our MKs. Um, there is a lot of, uh, one thing that I didn't mention, that's probably the main thing that makes it difficult to do what we do in village ministry is spiritual warfare. And uh, there is a lot of spiritual opposition to what our people are doing uh, in, in the village. And that shows up a lot of times by attacks on the kids attacks on the kids. So we really need to support them with prayer, pray that they would get peaceful sleep at night, and uh, pray that they could resist with the spiritual armor of God. And we'll, It's our pleasure to teach them some ways to deal with that and spiritual armor and those kinds of things, but they have to be ready for that. So please, please pray for that as well. Okay, so... Uh, home service. <laughs> uh, how does home service fit in, in all of this stuff? Well, um, one of the unique things about our mission, I guess, or one of the things that is different than um, other mission kind of outreaches that you might be familiar with is um, we're non-denominational. That means we don't uh, enjoy the support of a denomination uh, team backing us up for uh, prayer and finance and strategy and everything else. But we do have a support team uh, that does do prayer and a lot of individual who support us on our ministry and what we do and um, some churches of different denominations that uh, take us on individually and uh, do that. So we have a support team and every once in a while, we go out and reconnect uh, with that support team and reconnect with family uh, in the lower 48. So that's what we're about ready to do this year. It's been four years since we've done that. And uh, this year, we're going to go, go around and um, visit uh, folks who are on our support team, on our prayer team, on our financial team, and some of the churches that uh, support us. And um, so that's what we're going to be about. Unfortunately, just like, <laughs> um, just like the uh, 6070 window, it involves a lot of travel. <laughs> um, our, these, our team is not just in one place, although we do have an organizational headquarters in Michigan that's part of our, our team. But our family and our team is scattered all over. Last year, we put on um, 18,000 um, driving miles. Oh, last home service. Thank you, hon. The last four years ago, 18,000 visiting everybody. We're not going to do that this year, but we're going to do a big triangle that on the corners of the triangle are Dallas, Texas, Wheaton, Illinois, and Orlando, Florida. So, uh, 
going to be uh, doing all of that. So um, praise the Lord, uh, some of the pieces of the puzzle of trying to do that is, uh, has come together in terms of people offering us uh, cars to use uh, to do that. So um, we've got some, it's a complicated issue, but that, that has some light on the horizon. Um, we have a kind of a strange prayer request, and uh, um, I'd like you to pray about it. <laughs> uh, we have another member of our family that's joined us for the past year, and that's our new dog. We resisted getting a dog for a number of years because we knew we'd travel a lot and wouldn't know what to do with the dog when we, <laughs> when we traveled a lot. So um, from mid-September, oh, beginning uh, this summer, in, uh, from June 15 to July 15, we'll be going out and do the first leg in Colorado, where uh, much of our support team and family is. And um, then from uh, mid-September all the way to the end of the year, we'll be doing the big triangle uh, that I described. And so we're going to have, have to find something to do <laughs> with our dog. I think she's not ready for, <laughs> for this adventure <laughs> on home service. And so um, one of our prayer requests is just to find out uh, what we can do uh, with our, our dog. But um, what we find is uh, home service, uh, God has people and young people to uh, recruit uh, while on home service. <laughs> and so that will be part of our, our issue. We'll be asking people to join us up here and do this hard uh, call uh, and, and be part of the team uh, that, that is up here doing that. So uh, that'll be part of our, our, uh, part of our ministry there, but just encouraging people as we travel, and, uh, people are struggling, churches are struggling who used to support us. And um, some of the churches that were there at the beginning of our ministry no longer exist even. And uh, people have their own family struggles. And um, as we go from place to place and visit old friends and family, um, we have learned to listen to what people are going through first <laughs> before we start giving advice. We've learned to listen, and we've learned to pray with people. And uh, so that will be part of home service, too. So I'd appreciate it if you would pray as well um, to, uh, about our home service, that we will encourage people, uh, not only just encourage people to join us up here, but encourage them what they're going through uh, in, in their lives and pray with them as well. Well, uh, you probably have a lot of questions about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and uh, one more, I'll just answer one question and I'll give the question, okay. <laughs> the question will be, all right, who does member care for you? We go around and try to encourage people and uh, try to keep them from burnout and compassion fatigue and staying true to the faith and resisting spiritual warfare. Who does that, who does that for you, Joe and Holly? Well, Joe and Holly, <laughs> you do. You do. So, um, thank you. 
Thank you for doing that for us. And uh, thank you for lifting us up and keeping us in the battle and keeping our perspective right and praying for us and giving to us. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, um, it's hard to sing when, I, when I'm crying. <laughs> but I'm going to try it anyway. <clears throat> we'll be singing uh, Grace. And uh, My Chains Are Gone, new version of Amazing Grace, and, uh, in a couple of minutes. But first, I'd like to teach you how to sing Amazing Grace in uh, one of the native languages. We spent... Um, the most of our time in Alaska, here in uh, Glen Allen area. And in that area, um, Atna, Athabascan, is the native language. I regret that I did not make more of an effort to learn Atna. <laughs> I, 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 could, I had the opportunity to there. I could have done that there. I, I encourage my people uh, to do that in the villages that they're in, uh, and the young, the MKs especially, many of them are uh, learning the local uh, native language. But uh, anyway, I did learn how to sing Amazing Grace, and I can teach it to you. Um, so uh, it, I'm not going to teach you how to spell it. That's a different, <laughs> different issue, and way complex, and it's nothing like it sounds. So... Um, but the first word is Chinan. Repeat after me, please. Chinan. Good. Chinan. You now know how to say thank you in Atna. Atna Athabascan. Chinan. Uh, the next word uh, um, is a longer word, but it, you can learn it by some familiar English words. The word for a five-cent coin is... Nickel. So the next word you'd say would be chin and nickel. Good. Okay. All right. Uh, here in Alaska, the sun is finally out. <laughs> We're finally thinking about maybe uh, uh, finding the shorts and putting on the shorts. And at that point, our legs will be white as snow. But after a while, our, our knees will become tan. So, say tan knee. Okay. Put it all together. Repeat after me. Tan, nickel, tan knee. You now know how to sing Amazing Grace in Atna. Chinan, nickel, tanny. Repeat after me the whole thing. Chinan, nickel, tanny. Okay, nickel tanny means Lord. So they have put the words, thank you, Lord, to the tune of Amazing Grace, and that's how, they, that's how they sing it. And when you think of Amazing Grace, that's the message of the song. <laughs> that's what it is. That's the essence of the song. So um, maybe uh, we'll sing it the old traditional ways for us, us old, old people, the old traditional me melody would sound like this. 
Chine nickel tenny, Chine nickel tenny, Chine nickel tenny, Chine Chine nickel tenny, Chine nickel tenny. Chine Nekultani, Chine. Amen. Amen. That does God's heart good. Sing to the Lord a new song. You just did. <laughs> Sing to the Lord all the earth. Yeah, our people are out there doing that. So, yeah, thank you for the time this morning. I'll invite the praise team to come up now.
you need to understand that along with that is they think about the MKs and the missionaries and the people in the village that they've come to know and to love, but that also comes with it a great burden. And I know that, uh, being in ministry, that you guys carry that burden very deeply. And it is such an admirable quality that you have committed your life to serving the Lord in that way. Um, you know that our mission emphasis for this month is uh, to send north and specifically to Joe and Holly in the efforts to go back and do their home service and get that squared away. Because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't, you don't get help with that. You've got to figure out how to make that happen, right? You, you get, I mean, you've got to raise the funding, basically, or it's ultimately going to come out of your pocket if you don't. Is that how it works? Pretty much, all right? So that's why we're giving specifically missions this month to uh, support the Greasons to be able to alleviate that side of the burden, the financial side of the burden, because they have so many burdens that they carry in this ministry that aren't financial that we can't uh, address in a, in a hands-on practical way, although that support and prayer and love that you will give to them is immeasurable. And I get to experience that from you and from folks too, right? So I, I just can't express to you how important it is that you engage in this, give generously, and give generously to them and to the people that they're working with. Remember them in your prayers as a, as a, a regular part of, of your going before the Lord. And uh, in this time that they have coming up right here, I mean, two weeks, first of June, right? They're off to, to work, to serve. 15th, all right, mid-June, and then uh, this time later in the year where they'll be gone for an extended period. But uh, as we do that, uh, this isn't any kind of a commissioning. I just want you to join me in praying for them specifically right now that God would bless all the things that are on their calendar that are coming up, because I know it can be daunting and, and can be uh, intimidating looking at all of the things they have to figure out. But God is able I don't have to say God is able, but let's take it to him on their behalf and stand for them on their behalf, and let's give that gift of prayer generously, and then as you're able, give that gift financially, ably, uh, financially able, generously. Uh, you can do that through the website. Just remember to mark it missions or greasons or whatever. You can put a check over there. You can mail it in, whatever. But let's support them this month as much as we can and uh, be a blessing to them as they are being a blessing to so many we are not able to go out there and, and touch with our hands on ministry, all right? So let me pray for you guys. Father, thank you so much for Joe and Holly and for their family. Um, ministry families give sacrifices that people never see. Uh, but, but they know in their own family uh, how you've seen fit to work your hand and, Lord, how you continue to work in the lives of those that they love. Lord, I pray that you will make yourself even more manifest to Joe and to Holly, that they would see your face in a very present and persistent way as they serve you, and Lord, that that would extend to their friends and to their family. Lord, I, I lift up a voice of, of confirmation and affirmation and celebration just of their service to you, their willingness to be truly disciples and followers of you as you've called them in their lives to this very specific, and Lord, sometimes it's a very, very difficult ministry. And Lord, I do pray that you will show us how to sustain them and be more sustaining to them as they uh, as they wrestle with that calling. 
And uh, Father, that above all, we would be an encouragement to them. And that in any time of need, they feel like there's a place to call home and to reach to, to say, uh, pray for us, help us, sit with us. And Lord, in this time, I pray that you will bless the financial effort to, to come and relieve this very earthly and very pedestrian burden of funding. Because, Lord, we know that you have so much to supply uh, through us and through others that you would just reach out and touch miraculously and that they would be able to release that part uh, and see it not as a burden, but, Lord, that it would be uh, wonderfully covered and, and generously covered so that they can be thinking about other things that they need to put their attention to. And, Lord, I pray for those that they will go to minister to in the coming weeks. The, the minister's kids, the missionary's families, friends that they will see again in far-flung places. And Lord, that as, as those who give support, whether it's financial or spiritual, emotional, friendship, Lord, as, as some of those seasons change, Lord, we know that you have a way to provide whatever we lack. You've shown it to us here over and over again. And we trust you for that. We thank you for your Lord, we ask in Jesus' name that you go with them in strength and in might and in power. Lord, we love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. Love you. There, are, there is a stack of books on the table in the entryway called Into the Copper River Valley. It's about the history of of how Send North got started in the Copper River Valley. So feel free to take a copy, and if the copies are taken, we'll bring some more for the future weeks. Thank, thank you so much. Wonderful. Yeah, don't forget to stop by that table. Send North is a fantastic organization, really. Uh, it's been wonderful to be uh, affiliated and associated with them through Joe and Holly and uh, continue to pray for their work as well. So good, absolutely. All right, so we're going to close out with a video, and it, I, it will be the closeout this week, Vic, so don't come hunting me down later. Um, my mother-in-law, she gives me she gives me what for every week because I do something wrong. You know, It's not true. She's doing such a great job back there. We've given her a, a lot of stuff on her plate, and she is knocking it out. She is really doing a great job. So uh, don't forget, uh, sure, there's a sign-up out here probably for Claire House. If not, you can get with Pastor Jason, and uh, that will be coming up here. In a few weeks, uh, first Friday in June, that'll be our next one, uh, so be prepared for that. Otherwise, guys, have a great week, be blessed, and uh, may the Lord's blessing be upon you in Jesus' name. We're going to close out with this village from the uh, this video from the village of Quinnicoff. Did I get that? Close? All right. And uh, you may have seen it before. I think maybe we've used it once before, but it was a long time ago. It's precious and it's beautiful and these beautiful people of Alaska are featured and I love it. So I hope it's a blessing to you this morning. Love you guys.